Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk, Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, keeping me and my family safe from this coronavirus. And those that are out there, please, please take care of yourself. A lot of individuals are going through a lot of different emotions. We don't know what to believe, who to believe. When we talking about um, what's happening with this pandemic, it is affecting individuals from all race, colors, and creeds, and even the social economic status really don't matter right about now. So I want to first say that, and also, like I said, I want to commend those that are still out there working, the first responders, people that are raising children, because right now is a very trying time for us, but we are doing our best. Now, with today's show, today's show is basically designed around a lot of the things that we are experiencing going through, because more than ever today, there is a need to set healthy boundaries. Now, when we start talking about boundaries, many of us have been quarantined for days, weeks, months, to where sometimes people are just getting on our nerves. And for some individuals, setting boundaries, creating boundaries, knowing the difference between healthy boundaries, unhealthy boundaries, can create a challenge. A lot of times individuals don't want to disappoint another person. So with today's show, we're going to express the importance of setting and developing boundaries, whether it be personal, with friends or families, spiritual, or even within your workplace. Healthy boundaries can improve relationships and reduce stress. So let's talk about it. I got my first caller on the line. Let me log this person on. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Persons Predicaments. How are you doing? Me? Number 869. Can you hear me? Good, good morning, Jeanette. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I guess somebody created a boundary with me. I got put in Facebook jail today until Thursday. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What's Facebook jail? Facebook jail is, I guess what happened, I did a video recording of myself, and as I did the video recording, I was trying to post it into other groups, and I was posting and pressing a button too fast because I only had a few mm-hmm. minutes left before the show came on because, you know, I always wait to the last minute. And so with me doing it, I got placed in Facebook jail. It told me my my post fail, post fail. I said, okay. So, but that's okay. They set a boundary with me, and I will accept that. Praise the Lord. But by that same token, it's not going to stop the show from going on or from going on, nor the information being put out there. Now, today's wow. topic, creating boundaries. What comes to your mind, Thea, when we talk about Boundaries. The first thing that comes to my mind is staying healthy because um, I've learned from past experiences that when I put other people first or what they think or how they're going to react or if I'm too, okay, yeah, here's what I want to say. If I'm too wrapped up in worrying about someone else and not myself, then I end up being no good for myself or the person or people that I was worried about to begin with. So if I don't set healthy boundaries for myself, 
then I end up with resentments. There's hard feelings either both ways, one way, or just hidden hidden resentments. A lot a lot of bad stuff can develop out of me not having set boundaries to begin with, and usually it'll generate on my end. And sometimes I don't even see my um my hard feelings or my little hurt feelings or whatever until it's pointed out to me, and then I realize that it could have been avoided just by setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting because a lot of individuals don't even know what boundaries even are. We talk about what does it mean to even set boundaries. And a lot of times this starts really in childhood. It starts when you're young and your parents tell you no, and then you want to know why. Or they will tell you to do something or to not to do something. It's like drawing a line in the sand, meaning don't cross over this line. So I'm looking at some information, and it talks about what does it mean to set boundaries. And setting boundaries is an important part of establishing first one's identity, and it is a crucial aspect of mental health and well-being, which is something that you talked about, Thea, because boundaries can be physical boundaries, emotional, and they can range from being loose, rigid, with healthy boundaries, often falling somewhere in between. And many individuals don't even realize how important that is because if you set a boundary or you've told someone, you know, that you don't like something and the person continued to do it, then you know that that person is either struggling or having problems. And also love. So when you love someone, you set boundaries with them so they have an idea of where you stand. Okay, let me log on another caller. Okay. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 2-2. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm sorry I'm late. I sent you a message. I'm going to probably have to mute and just listen because my daughter's nope. not feeling well. What is today's topic again? Today's topic is creating boundaries. And you know that was a big topic for you. You and I, we went round and round and round about that with boundaries. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, good. I'm gonna, I can't wait to listen. As far as boundaries go, yeah. Well, I think you know I've set a lot of boundaries, and I still set them. But you know what, though? I commend you, Michelle. I've noticed your growth. I've noticed how you've done so much better, even with communicating with others how you feel about certain things, because one of the things, like Thea was saying, part of an issue that most individuals struggle with boundaries is because one becomes so caught up with trying to please someone else because they don't want people to be upset with them or mad with them, and they disappoint themselves and can carry a lot of resentment and anger because they didn't say anything. And the first thing another person will say, well, well, why didn't you tell me you didn't like that? Or why didn't you say anything? And sometimes as children, we were taught to be seen and not heard, so many individuals struggle with communicating how they feel and when they don't like something or when they want their space. Anything you want to add to this, Michelle? I know you said you're going to have to be mute because you got something going on, but anything you want to add to that? Uh, well, okay. I'm – yeah, you you – I know when you're, you're taught to be seen, not heard. And that's part of the issue. We have to be able to communicate and talk about boundaries and set boundaries and then stick to them because otherwise you'll, you will, you'll create resentment. I mean, 
And you know, Jeanette, I was married a long time and we would set boundaries, but sometimes my husband always wanted to please me. So he would just not say nothing, but I, I mean, after all the years we were married, I could figure it out. So it's like, okay, you know what? Why don't you speak up and just say it? You don't like it? Just say you don't like it. Can we try to compromise? You got to find a compromise someplace because, and, but the biggest thing is I think with boundaries is you've got to be able to set them and be consistent because especially with kids or even with adults, if you're not consistent in a relationship or with your children, then they're going to say, Oh, today she did that. Oh no, that she's just upset about this. She means what she says. Okay. So, and a lot of people will think, Oh, well, no, she's just upset. She'll get over it, and then she doesn't mean it. And I'm like, no, I mean it. I'm being serious. You're just assuming that I'm not meaning it. And, you know, because I set my boundaries. And even with my stepson, he mentioned something about he's getting married tomorrow, and he's he's one who has boundaries, but he procrastinates. So when you procrastinate on your boundaries, that's also another problem. So, but um, he... You know, so that's all. I mean, it just—it's good to have the boundaries, and um, yeah, I think I—I I feel like I'm. Thank you. I feel like I've come a long ways. I still have times where it's like, okay, and I mean, I can give you—you know—one example when when I got a text from when I was someplace at a show about how if I'm not this kind of a supporter person that we probably wouldn't get along. I got a text from somebody who mm-hmm. I was supposed to go meet. And I said, oh, oh, and I'm like, can you believe this? And I had some real good advice. And I said to myself, you know, I don't say nothing. Just say thank you. You're lucky, okay. whatever. And I, I did that. And yes, that's the best thing to do is to do it that way. Wow. That's so, interesting because I never um, did follow up with you to find out if you've heard from that person again. But um, mm, no, I lost that person. <laughs> yeah. That was, no, you good. No, you good. You didn't need no, that anyway. No, because I didn't want to go there. And actually, you know, and there's a lot of people that are like that. And it's like, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to have, you know, this and that and boundaries. And it's hard. To, it's, it's hard sometimes, I think, for people to set boundaries. And people have been saying to me that they think I've changed in this last, over this last year. But maybe mm-hmm. mainly from January until now because I was in so much turmoil, as you know, last year with after my husband losing my husband and everything falling apart that, you know, you have to find set boundaries and find peace in yourself okay. and be happy because nobody else can do that. If you don't have boundaries, you know, you're going to, and you let people bring you down or tell you, you need to be this way or that way. You need to be able to figure out how to do it, which is not easy, but having support, like you're talking to you or talking to a therapist, another therapist or having adult time or talking to your friends, you know, um, and being open to change. Because if you don't change, you know, even though, like, the one thing I have a hard time changing is my boundaries is my sarcasm, which I'm sure you know. <laughs> but I always warn people ahead of time, don't take it personal. I'm being sarcastic. Well, I'm going to that. Michelle, because you're right. Because okay. part of that with setting boundaries is you have to start with your personal boundaries. You have to know what mm-hmm. you want, what you like, what you don't like, what works for you, what don't work for you, because that's where the resentment comes in is when it disrupts your peace. 
when it gets to the point, and, and you know, parents used to always say, didn't I tell you, or I told you not to, and that, people don't realize, was the start of setting boundaries, was what your parents told you what not to, what to do. And another information I'm looking at, it said here are some ways to start, you have to figure out what your boundaries are, is reflect on past experiences. Even though the past is a past and you can't change it, that kind of have set people in the mind frame of what they like, what they don't like, who you go entertain, who you're not going to entertain, and especially in relationships. Because a lot of times individuals want relationships, but they're not relational. You know, I'm going to take it to social media, and Thea, you, you know this one. Sometimes you'll tell people what you like, what you don't like, and they do it anyway. <laughs> I had a guy friend that would send me stuff, and I would tell him over and over again, don't tell, please don't send me that. It's not appropriate. I don't like it. He would freaking keep posting stuff in my messenger, on my page, and I got to the point, and, and I didn't know how to block folks. Somebody told me how to block people a long time ago. But it's like if I told you I don't like this, why you keep sending me this? You know, we even have to learn how to create boundaries with our social media information. Any comments, Thea? No, I think that's really important because, you know, I have issues with um, chain melts, okay? And a chain melt can look like something like uh, forward this message to 20 people and something good's going to happen. Or And people are even using the Lord in chain mails now. You'll see a picture of Jesus with his hand stretched out and someone will send it to you and say, forward this message to at least 10 people because God says if you deny me before men, I'll deny you. And I'm thinking, okay, now anybody who knows me knows I'm God-centered. And how dare you? Send me a picture of Jesus talking about if I don't forward it to seven people, I'm denying him in public. I post on my Facebook page daily Bible verses, and anybody who knows me know that. So I'm identifying and honoring and glorifying the Lord every day. How dare you include me in a group message when I ain't heard from you in over a year. The only time I hear from you is a message you want me to forward to 20 other people. I won't do it. And I have posted on my page don't send me these mails. I even put examples of what they look like, their threats, their promises of something, free burgers or whatever, if you just forward this message. And I've asked people. And so if you know me on social media and you really are my friend, then you will have seen that page. If not, then I don't have a problem blocking you because I've asked on my Facebook page. I put it on my story. So if you're following me, you already know I don't like that. And so if you can't, if you can't take notice of me enough to know that I don't like something like that, then I don't want to hear from you when you're just trying to um, send out some group message because you caught up in superstitions. It's like, I'd rather not, I'd rather my phone never ring at all if that's the only time you're going to get in contact with me. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't you know, make me, it doesn't, I'm sorry. It no, doesn't you, feel personal. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you got that out, Thea. <laughs> That's going to make you feel better. (laughs) Because we talk about boundaries. Some individuals do have poor boundaries, and poor boundaries are a sign that you have to compromise yourself or often inadvertently infringing upon the boundaries of others. And anything that breaches this is what they call the basic frontier between you and the end of others is displayed as poor boundaries. And 
you wonder why do individuals do that? And I'm looking at some information, and this is what it says, and it's coming from the MarkMason.net for Boundaries. And he talks about that people lack boundaries because they have high levels of neediness. For in psychological terms, many are, can be codependent. And individuals who are needy or codependent have a desperate need for love and affection from others. And to receive this love and affection, they sacrifice their identity and remove their boundaries. Because sometimes you could tell a person over and over and over again, and they still don't get it. Now, any comments in regards to that, Michelle or Edithia, the neediness of another individual when they are constantly um, breaching or violating your boundaries? Because I didn't even know that that had anything to do with the person being codependent. I just thought I, I just thought they were just being rude or part of the character. I'm like, for real? You going to send me this for real? You, you know what? I, I would just I, like to say, oh, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Michelle, what were you going to say? No, I was just let her finish. Uh, they're, they're needy. Yeah, when you're very needy and you need things, um, you have to figure out if it's part of their personality, I think, or, I mean, as a therapist, you probably know that. I'm sure if it's part of their personality <laughs> or character, or is it something they're going through? You know, I mean, and, and when they're codependent, you know, because there's a lot of people right now that I know that are, there was somebody I was talking to, for example, and to me, he seemed a little bit like it was all about him and all about this and all about that, you know, and, and he wanted this and he wanted that. And after a conversation I had yesterday with him, I realized that he's right now not in a good place between the coronavirus and losing his best friend a week ago. And, um, he is, he's, he's really needy with, like, when he made a comment about he could really use some hugs right now. So it kind of, I said to myself, he's in a needy position right now. And that doesn't mean that I can't talk to him, but you got to be careful that you don't fall under that trap. I was just telling somebody that, you know, because you can't fix that person. That person has to want to fix themselves and get their own, or ask you, you know, if they're waiting for you to say, he's all, you know, like, I want you to initiate it, or I want you to talk to me and tell me, you know, you can't tell them, if, especially if it's not something they want. They have to want to know or figure out what they need to do. And I think that his boundaries are shaken right now because of what's happened. And, right. and you know what? normally he's not like that. And what's going on with the coronavirus and people being quarantined, and it is affecting relationships, parent-child relationships, um, people's relationships with their pets. I mean, just creating boundaries. It's, it's ridiculous. Sometimes my dog is setting boundaries for me, or I'm setting boundaries for her. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've seen that one. <laughs> you mean you just throw the dog outside after she chewed up her shit? It's been real interesting, very interesting, you know. How, how are your but, shoes doing now, though? No, she hasn't messed with no more shoes like that. She hasn't messed okay. with shoes. So she, we don't know if she's coming through the house, through the window. We, oh, she be trying to dictate things. She is territorial. So she just <laughs> go 
by being quarantined, you're being close in proximity to people in the workplace, even if you're working from home. You know, some people have these um, strict demands upon them that they don't want to hear adhere to. But setting good personal boundaries is critical in creating healthy relationships, increasing self-esteem, and reducing self, reducing stress, anxiety, and depression. Because even as a therapist, I get a lot of phone calls from individuals that are dealing with anxiety and depression, and a lot of times what I hear often is poor boundaries. And boundaries mm-hmm. protect one's personal self by setting clear lines between what is me and what is not me. Because a lack of boundaries open the doors for others to determine your thoughts, your feelings, and your mm-hmm. needs. And by defining mm-hmm. boundaries, it's a process of determining what behavior you will accept from others and just what you will not. I tell individuals, even in dating relationships, I am zero tolerance, especially when it comes to my food. Anything else, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, but by the same token, i got to be careful with that, too. Because as we mentioned earlier, boundaries include physical boundaries as well as emotional boundaries. Physical boundaries also includes your body personal space, and privacy. And privacy is huge. And violations include standing too close. Now that we have this six feet distance with social distancing, I'm noticing even out in public, people are getting into arguments over, give me six feet. You know, I've seen little cartoons where people running from the police talking about six feet, you know. So, (laughs) but, you know, we can't be doing it. We can't be telling people to get six feet all the time. Somebody asked the person, no, I saw this on Facebook, Michelle. When you're having sex with your husband now, are you wearing a mask? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You can't even breathe with those things. Are you asking if you're sitting there with your husband if you're wearing a mask? Oh, I saw somebody post it on Facebook, and it said, when you have sex with your husband, are you wearing a mask? You know, oh, I yeah, no. they wear these masks to bed. I said, no, it's better to wear the CPAC machine, but now you got to wear the, not only the CPAC machine, you got to wear a mask mask, go to bed looking like the long mm. range or something. You know, <laughs> another thing is when um, talking about the violations, standing too close, inappropriate touching. And even looking through your personal files and your phone, you know, that's been a big issue with couples, too, is people are getting so picky now. They are wanting to go through people's phones, don't get no text message or let your phone ring because you're at home all day. See, these things, you have to set boundaries. And also, emotional boundaries involve separating your feelings from another one's feelings. And you have to learn to take responsibilities for your feelings and not dictate your problem onto other people's problems because people will make your problem become their problem. Ladies, anything you want to add to that? Okay. Let me talk about how to identify when boundaries are being crossed. Are you still there? Okay. Part of being crossed, you have to stay tuned to the red flag. When your boundaries are being crossed and someone is violating your boundaries, you can it can, it can include discomfort. We talked about resentment, stress, anxiety, guilt, and fear. These feelings can stem from feeling taken advantage of, not feeling appreciated. And when you talk about, think about that, you think about the people when they are around you, some of the statements that they make, some of the things that they say, So I want to go more into what's healthy, what's unhealthy, 
But I also want to talk more about communicating because a lot of times we don't say anything. Now I want to ask you a question, Thea. When it comes to boundaries, what is some of the challenges that you've had verbalizing and setting your boundaries? Um, I would have to say emotional insecurity is a big one for me because, okay, now I may emotional insecurity and fear, um, fear, okay, I think it just is fear which leads me to being insecure. And so if I set a boundary at the same time, my mind is going to be reading other messages into it. Like if I say, okay, you know what? I'm glad I had a chance to see you today and talk to you today, but um, like, I don't need you to, okay. Now, like if it's an ex, okay. And all of a sudden you want to call every day or know what I'm doing just because my situation has changed. I want to say to you, Something like, oh, you don't have to call me every day. I'm doing okay now. But in the back of my head, because then I may resent it. You know, you didn't call this much when we was together. Why now all of a sudden you want to know what I'm doing or you just want to call like you're checking up on me or checking in with me, but you didn't do that when we was together. So now I'm worried that if I try and voice this to you, I'm going to put it in a way that sounds like, why are you calling me now all of a sudden? You know, it won't come off like in my head. It won't be like, okay, I'm just trying to set a healthy boundary for myself because now it's making me uncomfortable that I'm getting the attention that I may have wanted when we were together. But how do I say that without coming across to you like I don't want you calling me at all because then when you stop going, my head's going to revert back to the old suspicions and insecurities and fears that it had when we were together. Mhm. You know, I don't know it, how to. I'm sorry. Can I comment on that? Yes, you may. Yeah. Is it okay if I comment on that? The only thing mm-hmm. I would do, and please don't take it the wrong way, is I've had those same thoughts, and I just tell myself, don't bring it up, and be thankful that they're calling now, and the past is the past, and I know, like you're saying, like you never got a hold of me, and you know, because now the situation is this way. You never called before. The only other thing you can do is, I mean, I don't know if you have caller ID, is just not answer the phone and let it go to the voicemail and then just let it roll off. That's what I do with people that have, you know, didn't call me for a long time and now all of a sudden they're checking on me like we like nothing's been nothing's changed, but it's because some people to me I think realize on the other end, you know, that they realize they didn't do this when they should have done it before because life's so precious until something like this happens. And then they decide, okay, so instead of me, instead of getting upset about it, I just, just talk to them and or I text them. If I just, you can text, I don't know if you can text or not, but, or just don't let, I don't answer the phone and I leave a message, you know, or I'll send them a message back or whatever. But usually I can do it through text and say, you know, I appreciate you calling I got to go on busy and I just kind of like don't say anything because there, I see what you're trying to say and there's not really an easy way to say it without bringing up old issues. At least that's what I see. You can ask Jeanette. You know what? And I find what you guys are saying very interesting because it used to get me in trouble. I thought that I would, I used to think I was good at setting boundaries because I was consistent, but sometimes you uh-huh. can be consistent 
be rude because people have accused me of being rude, especially when I'm hearing what you guys are saying with the phone, and a lot of that is phone etiquette because people would call me, and I would answer the phone like, what do you want? And they would say that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yep. I'd be like, what do you want? <laughs> or they'd be like, if you're busy, why did you answer the phone? I'd be like, I'm busy right now. Let me tell you. And, and it would piss them off to where I know now, like one of the guys, he don't even call me at all anymore because I had a bad habit of doing that, and he would get so upset with me because every time he would answer the phone, and I still do it with my son. What do you want? I don't want to talk to you. You know, and I do it more in a jokey manner, but a lot of individuals don't find it to be humorous. It kind of upsets them. Even with clients sometimes, I'll answer the phone, and I shouldn't be answering the phone if I'm busy. And so, like I said, I think a lot of that has to do with etiquette, which is one thing. And another thing I know when we talk about setting boundaries with people, I had a person tell me that I had a bad habit, and and I didn't see this. They said, Jeanette, you have a bad habit of making people fall in love with you, then you cut them off and you don't talk to them no more. And I'm like, I don't do that. (laughs) And this particular person you were just my friend. I wasn't even trying to. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and I, I wasn't going to try to defend myself because then I would have been becoming very defensive. But he said, you make people get close to you. You let them follow, and then you just cut them off. Just cut them off like that. Like you tired of folks. <laughs> and I didn't notice that about myself. So I'm being a bit more cautious of that because I don't want to be rude, you know, especially on purpose. Because some individuals are nice, nasty, and have their own issues. Michelle, what you got to say about that? Because you've been knowing me for a long time. Well, what? you know what? I see. I know you, so it, I don't let. If you, if I call you and you say I'm busy, I gotta go. I don't take it personal. So, but mm-hmm. I make a habit of now telling people because I've had the same thing with me, and you know that people think I can be rude. So I'm like, mm-hmm. don't take it personal. I'm just busy and. They're right. As far as if you're busy, don't answer the phone. Let it go. And I've tried to do that more. And I've had people say to me, why aren't you answering your phone? I said, probably because I'm busy. So I said, I'm not trying to be rude. Leave a message or send me a text. But if I answer the phone and I say, I'm busy, I can't talk, you know, because you're trying to be polite, then the other person gets like, well, why'd you answer the phone if you're busy? Because I was trying to be nice and not rude. So I just found that if I'm not able to do it, I'm not going to talk. But, but if I know the person, like you, I know you, and if you're busy and do this, I'm not going to take it personally. So, I'll, you know, I'm busy. i got to go, okay. So, you know, whatever reason, whether you're in a bad mood or whatever, or that you are busy. But men, I think, take it differently. Men are, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know. Maybe some women might take it that way, too. Like, I'm busy. I can't talk. I mean, if it happens more than a few times, then... I don't need to call that person. I'll let them call me. Correct. Okay, or I'll send them a message or I just whatever. Correct. You know, the one thing with me, Michelle, is I don't take things personal because I know individuals got their own stuff. I don't make their problem become my problem. I I really don't. And some individuals feel that you don't care, and it's not that you don't care. It's boundaries are so important because you have to draw the line and know the difference between what's theirs and what's yours. And so that is also, I I find to be, um, you know, very important to know. 
And a lot of individuals, like I said, they really, really struggle with that. And if you struggle with boundaries, if you struggle with relationship issues, I want people to know that help is available. You know, you can receive counseling, and counseling is not a bad thing. And we have to take the taboo and the stigma away from that because it gives individuals the ability to learn some things and, and help in some areas that's very sensitive to them, and especially if they noticing that it's causing them conflicts within their own personal life or their identity or with engaging in healthy relationships with other people. Now, and that is that is huge. And, I mean, it don't even have to be a therapist now. We have life coaches out there. You know, we have pastoral counseling. There's a lot. We even have self-help books. So there's a lot of things people can do, and YouTube has been very instrumental because a lot of individuals are taking their services via YouTube and social media to try to help encourage individuals and empowering individuals. But you do have to learn how to say no, stop trying to please other people, because boundaries are very important. Any other things you ladies want to add to this show as we're talking about creating boundaries? Because I'm going to give some tips. Well, I'd like to know something about there's a boundary issue that I'm, I'm struggling with right now. With, I mean, I think I'm doing the right thing. And I want to make sure I am like, um, and this person that I, I don't really know him very well, but, um, we were talking a lot, but then he had a loss, you know, during this coronavirus stuff. And one minute he was you know, wanting to talk all the time and now he's like shut down. And so I just kind of, I started to take it personal. And then I said, no, 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 there's something wrong going on and it's not me. It's him. He needs to own his own thing. It's not my issue. It's his issue. And but I, what I did was I sent him a text and said I'd like to talk to him because I just wanted to clarify some things. Because sometimes text comes across different. And so I was glad I talked to him because then he opened up more about how he was feeling and what was going on, and I understood more about it. And he responded after at the end, and I said. So I hope he didn't mind me asking to call me because I really wanted, you know, to to make sure that things were okay and let you know where I was coming from because it's hard to do in text. And he said, no, that's fine. He says, but then he said, oh, you had me really worried. And I was like, you mean I had me worried? And I, and I said, you know, I got to go now. I said, but um, okay, I'm glad you're doing okay, and um, we'll talk later, I guess. And he said, yeah, and that was the end of that. So my, my issue is that do I now just back off and wait for him to reach to me because I don't want to be pushing my boundaries and, you know, making him feel like, you know, I mean, I made suggestions about therapy. I said, I said things like yoga and meditation and songs, sleeping and things and, you know, uh, talking to a therapist. I don't want to be pushing, like you said, uh, on somebody. So I'm thinking, well, I should just. Let it go? Well, I'm going to say this, Michelle. Sometimes we do need to give people their space, but we also don't want to let them stay in their own head for too long. You can let them know that you care without being a burden on them. I mean, I've noticed Mm -hmm. that with especially, you know, being single and talking to individuals, sometimes men will think that all women are the same or they may not know what your motive is or they may right. think something differently. 
but you could just let them know I care about you as a person. I enjoy talking to you, and because once you sit down, and, and sometimes people they may change the terms of the relationship. I've seen that happen because my daughter gets on me because I'm very friendly and I'll go alone and get alone, or just I'm getting alone because uh-huh. I ain't got nothing else to do, and that gets me in trouble and it blew up in my face. I've learned to set boundaries with individuals, but you know, don't call every day then. Just every now and then, hey, how you doing? I'm just checking in with you. And, you know, or he'll talk, hey, if you want somebody to talk to, let me know. I'm available. Or, you know, I just want to know if you're good. Then he'll know you care versus thinking you're trying Mm -hmm. to mother him. Because no one wants to be mothered. But some individuals are so used to playing games to where they think that that's what you're supposed to do. I remember when my last husband left, he said, you didn't beg me to come back home. I'm like, uh, was I supposed to do that? I, I didn't know that was part of the memo because that's what I don't do. <laughs> you know, so some individuals have their own perception of things because, again, it comes from their past and what they're used to people doing. So communication is huge. Learn his style, teach him your style, and it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And then that way you won't have that fear. If that helps. Thea, you anything you want to add to what Michelle was saying in regards to a person that, you know, she know he was going through some things and she's concerned but don't want to be pushing him? I think she um, was seeing it right. Like, for me, like, if I didn't know him that well and I'm still trying to keep myself healthy and, like, not put my needs over onto someone else when I know they're going through some things their own self, I would just let him know, like you were saying, I would just let him know that I'm available if you need someone to talk to. And I think she had the right idea by sending a text message. I would just, like, maybe say, hey, how are you doing? Just was thinking about you and wanted to say hi and leave it at that. And then if he want to call, he'll call. But then um, I, I was thinking when when she was talking, you know, this would be the time to set those boundaries. Like, you know, she could let him know, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to, if you call me. If I can't take your call, I'll send you a text message and let you know it's a good time to call. But I think she, I think she kind of got it figured out, you know, like let him, let him know. And like you were saying, let him know because see, guys do see things a lot differently. Like, oh, you know, she know I'm going through some stuff and she ain't called me. Well, say hi in a text message because, you know, it's not my job to call you. And I don't want to get stuck in an old, old behavior like, well, why he didn't answer when I called. Mm-hmm. Right. That is true. Because some people, they can have two or three different phones. You know, so it could be a problem. <laughs> we we get caught all up in our own head. I mean, like myself, sometimes my phone don't even be on. And people may think that I'm avoiding or ignoring their phone calls, and it's not that. You know, it's it, everybody is different. Now, I want to give the listeners some information, and this comes from Mind, Body, and Green. They talk about six steps for setting good boundaries and actually maintaining them because you have to maintain your boundaries. And it indicates, do you keep adjusting your boundaries to fit each each relationship? If so, it's time to reassess what boundaries mean to you. They are about your relationship with yourself and your own values. Because after all, they should be so fluid. And you have, if you have trouble setting and sticking to healthy boundaries, I hope these six steps help. One says, know this as a sad truth. When you have no boundaries, that could be a problem, and because it can mm-hmm. also indicate little self-esteem. 
and decide what your core values are. A lot of times we settle for things that we really don't have to settle for. And you can't change others, so change yourself. And you've got to remember, sometimes even though we can't change others, we focus so much energy on trying to do that that they can't change you if you let them. Decide the consequences ahead of time, meaning what are the consequences, so that we know that someone is inevitably trying to push their boundaries. Decide what the consequences are. The best way to figure out your own boundaries and consequences when people cross them is sitting quietly down with yourself and making all this about you. Remember, boundaries are about honoring your needs, not about judging other people's choices. Write down what you decide so it's on paper somewhere. And, Thea, that kind of goes back with that fourth step, too. And it indicates number five, let your behavior, not your words, speak for you. Present your boundaries mm-hmm. clearly to people, and then let your behaviors do the talking. Because people will test, push, and disrespect your limits. You'll know you're getting healthier when this doesn't get an emotional reaction out of you. And say mm-hmm. what you mean and mean what you say. Say that is huge, mm-hmm. and as I was thinking about that, and um, you know, we're talking more about relationship dating relationships, you know, setting boundaries with your adult children. I'm noticing a lot of parents struggle with that, even with myself having two adult um children, a male and a female, and sometimes we parent them differently. But me being a mother and having my children in their thirties, I'm like, wow. Sometimes with my son, I can set boundaries and be consistent. Sometimes with my daughter, I'll set a boundary and then I get mad because she don't respond and react the way I want her to respond and react. And then she, I think she do it on purpose. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to let her get to me. But then when you have smaller children, boundaries even become more difficult because younger children will question your why? And Thea, it so mm-hmm. reminded me of with Ryder with that candy. But <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I got to tell you this one. Ryder, Thea had some candy on the table, and Ryder was so adamant about getting that candy. And Ryder got a problem with boundaries. His, his, he, he don't like boundaries or consequences. So what Ryder did, I, no, I took the candy and I put it on top of the refrigerator. So Ryder wanted some candy. So Thea, I'll let you finish the story with the with the candy. <laughs> he climbed so, up and got he, it. Uh-uh. No, so that he was it. he was asking me if he could have some candy, and I told him, "Well, your granny said you have to ask your granny," and, and she said, "Just one piece." So I got the bowl so he could get a piece of candy, and when I got the bowl and turned around and put it in front of him, he turned the light off. <laughs> and I told him, I said, uh, you got to turn that light back on so I can see how many pieces of candy you fish to get. You ain't going to fool me like that. <laughs> so, <but> she, <laughs> he turned the light off so I couldn't see it. <laughs> you know, that's pretty good. You know, and that's why now, you know what? I don't even leave it where you can see it and where it's at. And I go get it, and I give them one piece. Okay, because I learned my lesson. They're not going to just take one piece, and if they see a whole bowl, they're going to want more than one piece. So I tell my kids, this is all we have left. Like after Easter, they're like, I want some more Easter candy. I said, we have one piece left. One for you, one for you, and that's it. 
No, he didn't just turn off the light. He gonna turn off the light so he can stick his hand in the bowl and grab as many as he wants, and she wouldn't be able to see it. I know. That's why I'm saying, <laughs> don't give him the bowl. You put the bowl where you want it to be, and tell him, okay, have a seat. I'll get you a piece of candy. <laughs> That's setting a boundary, so he can't. He's gonna have to deal with your boundary. Man, man. But, but I understand. So that kid, Mike Lizzie, would have done the same thing. Oh, you know, turn the light on, and then you grab a whole bunch, you turn the light on. I only took one, you know, and then they took another shorts or whatever they did, you know. I mean, that's just, you know, but in my case, what I do is I don't, I learned. So, and even for me, because I want to set a boundary of not eating a lot of sweets, so I'm mm-hmm. inside out of mind. So I keep it out of sight, out of mind, and then it's like, okay, you got the candy there, okay. So then when I was having an emotional thing, I'm like, you know what I got to do? I got to have somebody else hide that candy someplace else. And they can come over and give me candy because I'm going to You know what? Now. This was another issue that we had with writer with boundaries. Um, watching certain movies. Certain movies, because with a boundary, you got to agree on a boundary. Writer would tell stories. Right. My mommy let me watch that show. So I went to Netflix up under his name. I said, uh, I don't see that show nowhere under your name. He didn't know what to say because he didn't think you was going to be able to prove it. Like he could just tell you and you go do whatever you want, whatever he wants you to do. You know, so we have to learn to agree on the boundaries because once you determine that there's an issue with the boundary, you have to work to agree on what's appropriate and what is uncomfortable. And one may be comfortable for another, and but you've got to make sure, especially, like I said, with kids being home from school, a lot of parents are so frustrated with this because people's boundaries are being challenged you know, people's patience are being challenged. So it's it's um, one of those things that we have to go back to the drawing board by, like, you know, we got to have a family meeting. we got to all sit down. we got to talk about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, what's healthy, what's not healthy. We can start small. we got to find a common ground. We need to learn to be patient and flexible. We have to learn to prepare for the pushbacks because everybody is not going to agree. We have to share love. We also have to be direct but kind. You know, and I want to say that a lot of that has to be with being assertive, not being passive, Mm -hmm. not being passive-aggressive, not being too aggressive, but being assertive. I like using the term being firm but fair. And sometimes we may have to go back and reevaluate or reaffirm our boundaries because situations may come up where we must reevaluate or reaffirm our boundaries. Because, and like I said, especially with children, especially when you're in a relationship with, you know, even with family members, we may have to go back and, and, um, and do that with our boundaries. Any questions, any comments, concerns, anything you guys, you ladies want to share? No, I, I think, think it's think true, and I, I do think – oh, go ahead. So go ahead and finish. I'll wait. No, I was just going to say I, I think what you've talked about is good, and it's good advice, and it's, I just wish people would, you know, take the time to talk to somebody. And when instead of – you know, because especially when you get frustrated, you don't know what to do. And like today, you know, I'll say I make a point of trying to listen to your show because I enjoy it, but it also inspires me and helps me. And people said, 
oh, you have a therapy session? No, not today. Today is, well, kind of a therapy. I call it a therapy session. I call it kind of like a support mm-hmm. group where you can talk to somebody and listen to somebody, and I share it. You know, if they want to get on, they can get on. If they don't, they don't. And when mm-hmm. therapy, you know, I think it's good. To me, it's good to have therapy. I think everybody can use therapy. That's just my mm-hmm. personal but Could you, you know, need there are some things, like you said, about setting boundaries that, like, I'll ask this real quick and maybe you can tell me, because I'm not good at stuff like this, but when somebody sends you a message, just for example, with the at sign, dollar sign, at sign, dollar sign, and then LOL, crying tears, what does that mean? Because Do you I have any how, money? I don't know. Lot, I need money. <laughs> That's what? I think they need some money. They want to know if you can loan them some money, probably. That's what that's about. Because that's what, when you got the dollar sign, the at sign, the laugh out loud, if you know that person, that person may be kind of strapped for cash. That's the way I would take it. Or if I needed clarification, I would either call them or I would respond, what are you asking? What are you telling me? What are you? I would, I would try to get clarification because they give you the dollar sign. Yeah, because it had something to do with, it, I'll tell you what it had, and I know what it had something to do with about talking, when I was talking to this person the other day, about uh, he and her were both talking about how they were struggling not having affection and, you know, and, you know, and emotions, their emotions were and having trouble because of not having, being able to, you know, they're both single, but they can't see each other or whatever. And so I'm like, what? So I said, so why would they you know, send you? Why would they send you messages with dollar signs, though? Because, I mean, if you want clarification, ask. Pick up the phone, give them a call. Hey, what that mean? You know, because, see, some people hide behind a laugh out loud or I'm just saying or not for real or, you know, we use these little sayings to try to cover up things because we don't want to feel or be rejected. And some people don't like right. being told no. But if you don't understand, always ask. Yeah. That. Well, I usually just say, I just say, no problem, you know, whatever, LOL, if I'm like, I'm not sure. Because I, I don't use a lot of those abbreviations, like, you know, no. when you said in prayers, I guess it also means thanks, and I didn't realize that meant thanks also. I just thought it meant prayers. Yeah, so, I get in trouble. You know, I send book, um, book text messages. I send old messages. My daughter be like, Mom, you can keep it simple. Keep it short. Somebody, my son would give me real good. I'd be giving my son some good old uh, talk back and back talking. Oh, my son be deep. He'll just respond, your message was too long. I didn't read it. I'd be like, read it later. <laughs> I got Oh, I'd be cutting him deep. And he'll say, um, your message was too long. I didn't read it. I'd be like, this little <laughs> sucker right here. Now I see where Ryder get most of this stuff from. Okay, um, any comments, um, Thea, in regards to what Michelle was saying about having an unclear message? No, I would um, just send back. I've gotten messages like that before I learned shorthand talk or text messages from my 19-year-old. And try, instead of trying to interpret anything, even when I get it from people my age or in between, I, I, tell, I send them an instant reply saying, I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. period. Because if you have something you want to say to me, say it. I'm still as old as I am and be happy that I'm texting. But I don't have to say all that. I will just send them back a message saying, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get a lot of that um, that abbreviation stuff. You got to make, make it clean, clear, clear to me because I don't understand all that. Well, I still do. 
I still do sometimes with my 19-year-old, but then he'll think about it since we've been communicating by a message a lot since he went to Afghanistan, and then he'll send me another another message, and he'll break it down what it means. Uh-huh. Okay. I want to give the listeners some information, and especially since many people are living in close proximity to one another. And this is coming from EssexChase.com. And it's entitled, How to Have Boundaries with Close Family Living. Because a lot of individuals are, like I said, we're being homebound, can't go out places, people are protesting, you know, they're about to lose their mind because they want to go outside so bad. And to be like I told Ryder the other day to to, um, to put his shoes on the right foot, he told me he can't touch his shoes because he don't want to get the coronavirus. You know, (laughs) I can't touch my shoe, Granny. I don't want to get the coronavirus. That was his response to me. But, you know, when we start talking about that, living with individuals and families can be good sometimes. People can save money. People can have someone to talk to. You know, to save time with travel. But then again, we want to make sure that we use the toilet tissue dispersingly. You know, we don't want to talk about the toilet tissue and everything. But I want to give you guys some information. There are some things that individuals, when you're living with other individuals, and how to approach boundaries while living with family. And trust, if you are a parent living with a child, have trust that as they become adults, they are making decisions that are best for them. Sometimes we have to let them go to make plans with friends and allow them to come and go as long as they don't disturb you or disrupt your peace. Sometimes we have to keep our opinions to ourselves. Not everything that you think needs to be said out in the open. And you can refer suggestions and advice, but if the person chooses not to listen, that is their choice. But we don't want to nag. We don't want to argue. So it's better that we do things a little differently. So one is, like I said, when we set boundaries, is a trust. We also have to be clear with your expectations and needs. Let your family members know your priorities. Meaning if you are living with someone or your family and you're at home with your husband, your wife, your kids, be clear in your expectations. Meaning don't talk over people's heads like we talk about with these text messages, sending stuff that people don't understand. We have to be clear. We also have to have different spaces, meaning have separate spaces that could be completely closed off because everyone needs their own little oasis to be alone and relax without a question. Meaning if you are quarantined, try to find you a space somewhere. I know you said, Michelle, with your house being so big, you got your little hiding place. Ryder was in my office last week. He found a little spot and was hiding, and I was running all outside looking for him while he was laughing at me. But we do have to find a separate space. We have to learn, as we're setting boundaries, to be respectful. Have mutual respect for one another. Don't go through um, people's things, submission, you know, communicate with one another, and designate time to be with each other. Those are just some of the things that people can do if they're living with one another, if they're quarantined, so that you won't get on each other's nerve by setting and creating boundaries. Because we don't want domestic violence to be still increasing. We don't want child abuse to still be increasing. We don't want individuals to, you know, be so crazy where you just feel like you're just going nuts if you don't get outside. But you have to set boundaries. 
Michelle, anything you right. want the listeners to know in closing as we end the show today? Yes, you're right. You have to set boundaries, and sometimes it's going to be hard for other people. And it, you know, and if it, sometimes they'll have to step back and process, you know, because of what's going on. Everybody's affected differently, and mm-hmm. you know, if you weren't setting boundaries before, and all of a sudden you're setting boundaries, and they're like, "What's wrong with this person?" And now it's just that now this he or she is setting boundaries, and before they weren't. Well, maybe that person figured out, you know, I I need to do this for myself, and so. Right. Just explain that and just, you know, like you said, give the privacy. Because I can tend to be like, well, what do you mean? Why don't you want to talk? Why don't you want to talk? What are you talking about? You don't want you talk your ear off to me the other day, and now you don't want to talk at all? Okay. You know, I'm like, what the heck? I mean, uh, were you born in uh, uh, – were you born in May? Are you a Gemini? You're like, no. Okay. So, anyway. Right. But that's all. I mean, it's just that you – Go ahead. Thea, anything you want the listeners to know as we end the show with creating boundaries? I would just say know yourself and know the person that you're setting the boundaries with. Be realistic and be reasonable um, so that nobody's feelings get hurt. Mm -hmm. I like that. And remember, we talked about make it personal. So if, if you're with someone and they didn't set boundaries before, now may be the time to do so because maybe they didn't know how. It probably wasn't bothering them then, but now it is. So sometimes we got to go back to the drawing board, and that's part of the communication. So I want to end right. the show by letting individuals know that boundaries are very important and because we do have to set limits with individuals, we have to let people know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. I statements are very important, but I feel blank when blank. We found that to be very, very helpful. Also, as we are setting these boundaries, we have to also remember we have to know our limits. We have to clearly define what our intellectual, physical, spiritual boundaries are, even with strangers, with work colleagues, Mm -hmm. friends, family, intimate partners. So we need to know that. We also have to be assertive. And we talked about that a little bit by not being aggressive. And we also have to remember that practice makes perfect. If they don't respect your boundaries, if you see that that person is not changing, some people sometimes we need to just leave people alone. So until next week, That's remember true. you have, okay. don't know what the show is going to be about tomorrow. I'm waiting to hear from Pastor Dana Stale. So. Thank you for joining us here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Thea. I appreciate you guys. Welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bye.